Hey everyone, welcome to 21st Century Saints, our podcast and live stream series for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints here in the United Kingdom and around the world. Uh, we're excited to be here tonight. I'm excited to be here tonight. And we do have some other folks who will be joining us. Now, we're going to do things a little bit different tonight. So we're going to see how that goes see what you think um, and let us know if you like it. But for the moment, before we get started, we just want to do a couple of little announcements, a couple of little things that we want to we want to share. So first of all, um, if I could just check if you guys can all hear. Okay. Yeah, it looks like everything's all, it's so strange doing this intro on my own. I've normally got, I've normally got a little, a little, team of people somewhere in the background so yeah it's great that it's great that you're all here okay now that we know that this is working a uh, little housekeeping we want to say a super huge thank you to the people who have donated to the podcast um i cannot thank you guys enough what you have allowed us to achieve is something that we're going to be able to talk about over the next few weeks but for the moment please know from our hearts that you made such a difference and that it is so so appreciated so thank you so much now we've also um put links in the in the chat function here so if you would like to consider making a donation um we we would we would really really value that um like I say, we're excited to update you about what we've done with your donations. Um, I, I I don't know where to brag here, but we've got a team who've uh, who've worked miracles, so I'm excited to show you guys. Okay, uh, the next thing we need you to do is um, we need you all to be aware that we are super sensitive to the fact that this is a really tough time in the world economy right now. We know that making a donation isn't an easy thing to do when everyone is just so committed elsewhere. Um, one of the most important ways that you can help um, support the podcast and amplify the work that we do is if you would consider subscribing, um, just hitting the subscribe button across Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review, join us in the comments. All of these things really, really help us. But also, if there is a particular episode that you think might benefit someone you know, um, we would love it if you would share with them. Um, we're really excited that our work is talked about and uh, interacted with right across the Mormon spectrum. So it is super, super um, helpful to so many people when you trust us enough to be able to do that in your community. So thank you to those who've been doing it. We're going to ask you to go and do it some more. Thank you. Um, and then the third thing, as always, um, we're, we're going to just really, really push and ask for you guys to support us uh, by signing our petition, going on and checking out the open letter. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, all of the cool kids are signing this. If your name is not on it and you want your name to be on the petition or the open letter, then please just go to our website at 21stCenturySaints.org where um, you can just send us a message. The petition has been delivered to um, 
to leadership within the church. It's being delivered um, both publicly and privately. We're, we're having those meetings and we're, we're making sure that it's being seen by the people who need to see it. Now, anyone who has read our open letter, who has seen the petition um, and who's spoken with us about the work that we're doing, whether they are no longer members of the church, whether they've never been members of the church, whether they're um, in the church and disengaged, but also active church members are, are all coming together and supporting our petition. I okay so I am a drama queen I, I love the I love the 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 excitement and uh, and I just speak in hyperbole a lot of the time but I have never seen anything like this um it's it's non-threatening it's um making it really really clear what our aims are and what we're looking for so we would really ask you to consider signing the petition um adding your name to the open letter and also if you would consider sharing that it is super important we've also on our website um and so, so social media channels but especially websites easier if you want to contact any of your local leaders, general leaders, um, elected representatives, either as a member of the church or a non-member of the church. Um, we've got template letters to give you ideas for how to do that. And uh, we want to thank all of you who have been engaged in that work. Um, like I say, we're going to be able to tell you a lot more, hopefully in this next week, um, exactly what, what results we're already seeing here. And we are so so proud to be able to demonstrate this is what a community a community can do when it comes together um so we've got our buddies in the background here but uh before i bring them I bring them on so we've got a couple of people in the green room some familiar faces um i i want to tell you about how we're going to do tonight's episode it's going to be a little bit different so we want to talk tonight about the fact that there have been so many mormon themed TV shows, documentaries, um, all across uh, all across your viewing platforms. So we've got, you know, Disney Plus, Netflix, um, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It, Mormonism is everywhere. Um, what happens when a, a member of the church who is active, uh, what happens there? how how do we how do we have do we have conversations about what that looks like is this just something specifically for ex-mormons is this a time when we're just taking pot shots at the mormon church um we know that that's how most many what we would refer to as true believing mormons tbms often do think that way for really good reasons so we want to have a conversation about how it's been received what do what do we do with all of this information um and we're going to talk in general about some of these shows and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about a new show that's up and coming just shortly so if you have any thoughts on this subject if you have any thoughts about what's been happening in these shows any particular highs lows favorite parts but especially the impact of these shows what have you seen in your community what are you hearing people saying if you have any thoughts about that 
I am going to ask if you would like to come uh, kind of a little bit like a really sexy internet call-in show, <laughs> a really cool one. Um, all you have to be is fully clothed. Um, if you want to come in, uh, unlike the Avengers, every time we do a call, one of, one of those guys is not. But um, if you want to join us and tell us what you're thinking, maybe just share for a couple of minutes, we would really love to hear. So if you would consider stay in your jammies, uh, give us a call. You can keep your camera off or you can keep it on. Um, come and join us because I want to know what you think and we want to talk about it. Um, we In the comments, uh, please do share your thoughts if you would prefer to stay there in the chat. But I would love it if you would uh, if you would think about joining us tonight. So with that, first of all, we're going to bring in Queen Sarah Elizabeth, who's here with us tonight. And if I can scroll down, we can also hopefully bring in our other. In fact, while I try to just simply scroll down. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you want to say hey and introduce everybody to you and your work and all of that stuff? Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Uh, just checking. Can you hear me okay? Uh, we can hear you perfectly. You, yeah, okay. That's good. So my screen's a bit funny. I can't see myself, but I can see you, Jane. Um, okay, yeah, good to be here. Good to be able to have an opportunity to think about some of these Mormon documentaries and films and programs that have been around a lot recently. And there's a lot of key messages that keep popping up in our safeguarding work that we've been doing that keep mm. popping up documentaries and these programs about the church and you keep hearing a lot of the same themes and the same messages and that's really interesting to think about all those and yeah. as you were saying earlier really good that people are talking we're seeing things starting to move in the safeguarding campaign we're seeing people starting yeah. to take notice for example in our ward today the fifth sunday the bishop chose to talk about safeguarding based on loads of information that I've been sharing and giving to the state president and talking and sharing and stuff like that and I didn't know he was doing that lesson this morning but he chose to do that lesson and he did a good job of it and it got people talking and it got people thinking so that that you know that's just one one little thing keep talking to your bishops and your state presidents folks because they will take notice and the more you go to them the more you talk to them the more they will listen and take notice oh my goodness that is so so true and and you know what it, it's not all going to be sunshine and roses so they, yeah like it, let's not. face it it's they not all these lessons but tell me how many meetings have you been in this just this past month oh, in the last meetings? month I've, I've lost count i actually nearly yeah. without without wishing to that I've actually lost count of the number of meetings I've sat in in the last month. They have been meetings with MP, with the independent chair of safeguarding board, with children's charities, with experts in the safeguarding field, with, I say, I've had a couple of meetings with my MP now, a couple of discussions with safeguarding boards. Um, if we were to make it super black and white and just ask you, so how and how are you feeling about how the meetings have gone? Uh, good, nor you know, good, medium, or really good. What bad, medium, or really good? Like, what, how are you feeling? The meetings have 
the meetings have been very very positive we have had huge amounts of support we've had i mean the independent safeguarding board chair said to me thank you for what you are doing please thank your co-workers thank you for what you are doing he said this is needed we're getting children's charity that are sent that are emailing and confirming messages that they're in despair about the safeguarding that the church is not doing we're getting fantastic support and feedback from all agencies the despair the concern the worry i have is the church are still not doing it and we're back to my favorite saying aren't we i believe what they do when they do it i don't believe well, what they say you see no this is what i safeguarding they can yeah. talk can talk a good talk about safeguarding they can talk well actually they don't even talk a good talk about it but they think it's a good talk they give a talk about safeguarding they think is good but what they're still not doing is they're not doing the absolute essentials but we need to push them harder and harder on a ward and stake level go and ask everybody go and ask your bishop and your state president says simply put a notice up about Childline. That's one step forward. Hey, Just Sarah, have you got any? Um, have you got any notices in in your ward about safeguarding? No, we don't. But I have some good news on that front. Please. At the moment, we don't have. But a while ago, when we first started our safeguarding campaign, I spent a lot of time gathering all the local details of safeguarding boards their phone numbers their contact details how you report abuse out of hours number core office numbers for local safeguarding teams in the area compiled all that information with what needed to be on a poster about safeguarding with it being everybody's responsibility what to do if they were concerned how to report and this morning had the fantastic news that those posters are going to be going up in our stake now they have so I yeah, have a, yeah. I hold my bated breath, but I have heard that they are going up. There, now, there are things that are happening um, that we are really excited to be able to tell everyone about. Yeah, it's not enough, and it's not happening quickly enough. Oh, too right, yeah, too and right. It's ludicrous that the church didn't they need the amount of time they need to come to a conclusion that every children's charity in the country the chairs of independent safeguarding boards the mp who actually is, is an expert on sexual abuse and exploitation for the home office and sits on the relevant committees the all parliamentary faith group various other political groups all agree the church are engaged in regulated activities so how are they getting away with not doing this so it's everybody's universally agreed upon it except the church the church still have to move and they still have to make that final step of progress but we're getting there we are getting there but we will get there faster and much more effectively if every single person simply sends an email to that site president tonight to say we expect you to undertake the following safeguarding checks, background checks, post this displaying information in wards and effective training. Just drop a three sentence email to say we want you to do this. Absolutely. So thank you for um, your thank you for your update, and you are doing incredible work on behalf of not just twenty first century saints, but children that you're keeping safe. Um, mm-hmm. That's what your your work is is allowing us to do. 
Thank you so much. Uh, you're performing miracles. Um, so we also have, uh, because we're uh, zhuzhing up the format tonight, we also have from Chillsville Chapel Hall in Scotland, uh, we got our Alana. Um, Alana, how are you doing? Do you want to give us a little bit of pedigree and bio and that kind of thing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm coming to you live from my bed uh, in my jammies. <laughs> Not the norm tonight. Um, I'm doing well. Um, sadly, my laptop has gone to laptop heaven. And so I'm from my phone tonight. So I hope it's all good. Um, your, your lighting is incredibly good. How do you do that? I think it's something in your actual skin that is oh, up yours. Right. Okay. Do you know what? Let's just, let's just um, bring everybody up to speed. So what I'm going to do while um, I get Alana to do this is, is uh, I'm going to put out the show link if anyone has anything that they want to add to the discussion tonight. I'm going to put out the link and what it's going to do is it will bring you into our online studio um, and we'll, if you could just wait there a few minutes, we'll bring you on and you can you can share your thoughts. Um, if you don't want to do that, we have a fantastic comment section. There's a great comment community happens here every time. So we, we would encourage you to use that. But we want to hear you. And uh, if you come to have your camera on, we, we want to see you too. So um, while, I, while I put that show link out, Alana, do you want to fill everybody in about the craziness of our lives? How crazy is it? How, how crazy? Well, life is very crazy at the moment between <laughs> children, dogs, um, <laughs> yep, you name it. There's there's problems around that. Um, it's yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Obviously, podcast. You know, we're hoping to try and get back with that. Um, going to be having some meetings coming up to get things organised and give me a kick up the bum <laughs> that I need. People, so we we've been exhausted. We've been we've been we super tired. Um, after like so we we went to Sunstone and we we spent like lots of people. They, we spent a long time trying to recover from that, <laughs> and uh, you know it it was pretty intense. So between you know things that are just just life with our families, um, and the amount of work that we're doing in the background, we've been podcasting a little bit less. However, um, we we've missed you all. We love doing this, so we're really excited to be back with a discussion. Now, what we don't want to necessarily do tonight is to, okay, I, I said this to Queen Sarah earlier on, in my family, I we have an acknowledged, agreed upon sort of statement that um, people who give spoiler alerts are also the people who go to outer darkness along with those who deny the Holy Ghost, right? No spoiler alerts. But there might be some spoiler alerts because we're talking about some shows. So forgive us for that. I am super sorry if that happens. But, you know, we're not really looking necessarily to talk about the details of each show. What we want to talk about is how the shows are impacting our communities. So as three Mormon women, as three Latter-day Saint women at different stages of how we engage in the church... You know, Alana has totally taken a step back. Um, Sarah, 
is is engaged in attending regularly. I am in, in that kind of space too. But the church means a lot to us. That's why we do this. Um, we we find that conversations are are so so important. T tell me what kind of what kind of impact are you are you hearing amongst our active Mormon community about the documentaries? Is there any chatter, any discussion about it? Um, what, what, what I'm hearing with active active communities at church is they don't like these documentaries. They think they show the church in a very bad light. They think it's very biased reporting, and that's not really representative of the church. Mm. And it was just like crazy weirdos that did some silly things, and that's just nothing to do with the church whatsoever. There doesn't seem to be any sense that some of the terminology the messages some of the key things that you're hearing in a lot of these documentaries are key themes that we see throughout the church yeah yeah you know people absolutely are, to do with us that is nothing to do with us well actually i'm sorry but it is something to do with us and it's something oh, absolutely. To do with it might not be what mormonism looks like specifically but it all derives from mormonism like that's where their journey began to get them to that stage absolutely. of where they absolutely. are absolutely absolutely you know i mean you, you know you just hear things of entitlement coercive control obedience deference to leaders we hear all these cultural things that are coming up a time and time again in a lot of these documentaries which again come up time and time again in our safeguarding work mm. and it's yes. interesting members of the church in in the same way as they are able to separate abuse that's nothing to do with us that's just one bad evil person who did that nothing to do with being a part of the church nothing to do with church they there's a real separation between all the things in the documentaries are nothing to do with us mm. well university they're not like they see them as just another bit of bad press and people that are prejudiced against mm -hmm. the church and i and i see i see a bit of a persecution culture coming out within church whenever anything negative is in the media or the press about oh the church goodness, yes mm. you know, yeah why do they have to mention it's the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the mormon church why do they have to even say that well because it's actually yeah. pretty relevant in a lot of cases and especially <laughs> i feel like you know anti-mormon I, I don't really believe in the term anti-Mormon. You know, I just I don't think it's helpful at all. But they have been extremely, um, extremely. Uh, there is no really another term that sort of fits it. Anti-Mormon movies, videos, books, exposes over the years. I mean, it, it happens, and I think we got to that place possibly for what you know complicated reasons and some of these shows okay so well let's talk about some of the specific some of the specific shows that like you know historically we will have seen uh what were some of the more mainstream ones so like i remember we would be watching an episode of house and there was a mormon character in it and he seemed like quite a nice guy and you know a couple of smart ass comments but you know hey look at them mentioning mormons in general every time mormons are mentioned they're weird they're quirky they're wacky and they're going to say something about what we believe isn't true right mm. south park mm. here's the thing yeah. i still have not seen that episode of south park um but having a son called kyle um let me let me tell you that son 
that that South Park is very much on my radar, and that also Kyle's mom is not whatever you're going to claim she is. Can I just say, people who, if, and if you're singing that song just now, then just please know that I've heard it three million times. Anyway, South Park. I've never watched that episode, but what? I understand about the episode is there's nothing in it that's actually really inaccurate. It's actually mm. kind of helpful for understanding what Mormons well, believe. Well, I haven't seen it, but certainly it um long before was common mainstream discussion in Sunday school and primary lessons. Mm. South Park were telling about the rock in the hat, the stone in a hat. Right? Sorry. Alana, have you watched that that South Park episode? It's been a long time, but I have watched it. Yeah, you have. Did you laugh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going well. You're going to have Alana. Sorry. That's yeah. It was a long time ago. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to remember the specifics of it, but I do remember watching it. Well, isn't it true that the the you know the episode um they they do get into heaven that the Mormons were right? Is that I I understand that was South Park's take. Yeah, oh, so I that. yeah, I'm. It's not really my thing, but you know, maybe I don't, no, know. I, maybe, I don't maybe. really like South Park specifically, but I just watched it because someone had said that episode was there, so I remember going and watching it at the time. Yeah, that now, 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 your life path all makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> and now that you've talked about it again, I'll probably need to go find it again and watch it. I know we're so well. Um, okay, what? So what else? Are, there's clearly been loads of stuff over the years. Okay, Big Love. When that was on TV, I was horrified. Couldn't watch it. Found it super, super sinister, even the idea of it. Um, so this would have been about the same time that... Um, I think this would have been before the Elder Holland BBC documentary happened. Now, this is for anyone who hasn't seen the BBC documentary. Um, the, yeah. the journalism on that was superb. And yeah. the church was sort of presenting a narrative. Here's, here's a really good journalist who asked questions that the church didn't really expect them to do their homework about so they wanted to know about the strengthening church membership committee and eventually this was so embarrassing for the for the church that I mean you go onto YouTube and you can you can see it there it's it was really I watch it now and it is so uncomfortable but I watched it live at the time as a TBM and I totally missed totally missed all the uncomfortable stuff it was happening before my eyes and I could not see the car crash. I don't know if like the angels just whiffed it out of my, just, you know, yeeted it out of my, my brain, but it certainly didn't go in. I don't think I could have told you about the Strengthening Church members membership committee after having watched that episode, even though that was really huge. Did any of you all watch your... I don't think I've seen that oh, one. I only saw it as an interview. It was John Sweeney was the journalist, and he yeah. was an amazing. It was an amazing interview. Um, mm. That literally from Jeffrey R. Holland telling him, "There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. We do not have this in our church." To him having to spill the beans on what it really was, which was just fantastic. I didn't see that until after I was aware of the SCMC and the fact that they would be better placed in North Korea than they would be in a democratic 
country, but I didn't actually watch it until I was aware of them anyway. And then, yeah, well, I, I was aware, maybe that's why it didn't sink in, but it was the, what was missed was the people, by me, by my brain, the, the, the guy who's saying, no, this isn't a thing you would have to ask someone else to ask an elder Holland who wasn't, he gave this answer about what, how it's um designed for like what anti-polygamy stuff or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then it goes somewhere church, else to protect the church from polygamists. Yes. Yeah. Well, Super the only people in Mormon church are some of these older guys when their wives die. They're the only people practicing polygamy. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we we're going to see where that story goes as we as we talk about the rest but, of the shows. But, I think it will but, come yeah, out. It, it just it fascinates me. Because, you know, I fascinate me <laughs> because my response was just so I did not see what I, what was, you know, right in front of me. And I'm seeing now I I uh, was doing all the church history thing. I think I was like super nuanced, but I did not notice this really, really uncomfortable thing happening. So that when I watched it again years later, <laughs> where was that part in the original? It was just bizarre. Um so we we then we have the Mormon moment that kind of come up where lots of news things were happening about Mormonism. But the more the more kind of recent thing, so I'm gonna start off with one that wasn't super well, wasn't Mormon focused, but it was called uh seduced and it was all about the Nexium cult, and that was on Facebook. Um now, I know, Alana, you watched it way, way, way back. Way, way, way back. Sugar. And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, this is going to be super sweet and funny. And we've got lots of help in tonight. And we're also asking for your help because Alana has a Swiss cheese memory. And so there's lots of holes. And she has seen every single one of the things that we're talking about tonight, but remembers nothing. And it's it's just how Alana's neurology works. And it's sweet and it's adorable. And we love her. So, um yeah if there's anything that you would like to contribute but the the nexium story was super interesting because we were specifically looking at cult um behavior a, a, you know a cult totally separate from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but we could see from that there were patterns of uh of of leadership about being a cult member about some of the messaging that it's really hard not to draw parallels with. So that was certainly one of the first that came on my radar and it was kind of almost safe enough because it wasn't really Mormonism. Um, now, did, did anybody... So here's one that I haven't seen that I know that Alana did. Lots of people were talking about. Um, Sarah, did you... Um, friend of the family... That was on Netflix. Actually, I'm like, I did see it. I did watch. Um, so this is one where, okay, there, there's just this really uncomfortable moment where, like, um, the the father in the family is involved in a sexual encounter with the guy who's grooming the whole family. Okay, everyone, this is this is a crazy night, a crazy week in the world of Jane and Alana. And uh, if everyone also wants to wave to my son who wanted to interrupt the podcast to say that he's leaving for a week to go oh, off and serve his country, 
was going to say, come on, Kyle, come and tell us, because you deserve a little bit well, of a I would literally reason. have turned the camera around specifically for that. But um, he, he I think he deserves a bit of a proper... Is he gone? Well, he's trained in getting in and out quick. You know, he's trained in... Yeah. He's going to be, yeah, looking for the threat. So he's probably off, I don't know, saving lives as we speak. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that that was one that was super uncomfortable because it, it was all about the sort of sexual grooming, the predatory behaviour. I was being asked by... Um, by a by a friend of ours, you know that this sort of punchline. So so the the dad in this story who's crying, very emotional, very upset, um, feeling like he hasn't looked after his family. He was involved in a sort of sexual encounter with this man. Um, and we there is a what fascinates me about it is that we're going to see through all of these Mormon subject documentaries. There's a power balance there that plays out in a very uniquely Mormon way that you would not necessarily see in other less demanding religions, if that makes sense. Does Alana, do you recall at all? Is anything coming back to you about that? No, I, I do I do remember that one um little bits about it. There was there was so much in it and I I I'm I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I'm one of these people who think they can hear me through the screen and I'm shouting at them, like, why are you not doing this? Like, why are you not phoning yeah. the police? Your child's missing. Like, what are you, you know, um, screaming at, at the TV? Um, that part of it, I was like, whoa, what just happened there? Like, when you're talking about this sexual encounter, you know, it kind of mm. took me back a little bit. Like, you're like, whoa, you know, yeah. didn't expect to see that. Um the one that I was most excited, and also welcome to our new viewer, everyone. Woo, we, we love you. And thank you for joining us in the comments. And just reminding you all, if anybody has any thoughts that they would like to talk about the impact on any of these shows on the community, if you scroll back up in the chat, you'll find a link to come and tell us on the screen. We'd love to, we'd love to have you here for a few minutes. Um, the one that I was super excited about coming out and I was saying to Alana look we're going to get this one you're going to love this story I'm not even going to fill you in you're just going to enjoy it which is horrific because I'm talking about a serial killer this was genuinely what I was saying so I do really apologize but um was murder among the Mormons the Mark Hoffman murders now Alana I love Look, look at that little face of I have no idea still what you're talking about Jane um, Sarah do you, do you call any any thoughts on that one uh, yeah I watched Murder Among the Mormons again it was some one, one that I heard a lot of people saying oh they didn't know why the media wanted to go back and revisit this it had happened so long ago and people would make the wrong conclusion about the church, people would draw the wrong conclusion about the church. And actually what Murder Among the Mormons showed really clearly was how easy it is to deceive, <laughs> that actually if you're skilled and you're competent and you know what you're doing, you can deceive people, which is what Mark Hoffman was so very, very good at doing. He knew enough about the church to be able to make things just credible enough to get people to reel them in on a little bit of a hook to say, oh, this is just just real enough. And he planted enough seeds to get people believing what he did. He certainly 
saw life as cheap. He was willing to kill to protect his own skin and he was willing to kill to protect his reputation as a master forger. Yes. Please continue, Sarah. I think it's just interesting with Murder Among the Mormons how the bit that the church didn't like coming out from what I heard from members that I spoke to that they didn't like was that it made it look as though the church had been conned by somebody who was a con man. Yes. And they were, and, and I think for a lot of members, how do they solve the dissonance that comes up in your mind, like prophets, seers and revelators and apostles were engaged in the purchase of those documents and apostles were engaged in saying, we want these, we want to buy these off you and have them in our church library because, yeah, yeah, this is good. We want to do that. How were people that are prophets, seers and revelators conned? by a con man and you know it's a dissonance doesn't it in your mind it's hang on a minute exactly God, of god you've got the spirit of prophecy you're a revelator you're a seer but you didn't see these documents were forged and these documents were faked and you were still wanted to go out there and get these documents for the church and you were still willing to carry on having numerous discussions now you see i feel like every mormon needs to know these stories need to need to know the history need to know the context and that not only just because of mormon news everybody uh, you know and and sort of that that it sells that salt lake bubble you know this this was newsworthy over here not really any idea and we we spent so long in the uk of being shielded from all of this sort of stuff that was you know it's just another tuesday in utah this was a big story And one of the really fascinating things to me is, like, I have so much privilege. No one, I don't think has any, no one has ever in my entire life on a podcast in this world sort of held my feet to the fire um, or even sort of said, you know, what are your views on that? What do you do with that? Um, You know, it just, it just hasn't ever really happened. And I'm very comfortable to have conversations, um, to be fair the answer is always it's complicated so it's a pretty short conversation um realistically but the the mark hoffman stuff i think is the start of can mormons sit in cognitive dissonance so there are two main issues for me that that i love to sit in this question first of all could that have happened where mark hoffman were it to have been a woman who was forging those documents? Could it? Well, it's in that interest. That's a really interesting thought because would Mark Hoffman have been given the respect and the credibility as a true expert and somebody who really knew what he was doing to have been allowed meetings with the the apostles at that time anyway? Mm. Would it have been relegated to somebody else to go and meet with him? Yeah, I wonder. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Is he, if it was a woman, would they have given the same amount of professional credibility and time and space to his stories? Would he have conned everybody? Would he have been more believable because he was a woman? And would people would have been thinking, oh, women wouldn't go around lying, committing fraud like that? She must know what she's talking about. Is it less believable because in the patriarchal system that we have within the church, 
I don't know. So that's a really interesting thought. I I don't think a woman would have had meetings with the apostles in the same way. No, but I I don't know that I've got the true. I don't know if I can truly give you a. Backdrop. It is just an interesting thought question because I, yeah, because it leads into the main issue from from uh, murder among the Mormons. The real issue in the the Mark Hoffman forgeries is it all becomes dependent on this question of how do we discern? How, can, you know, do, what, who's the gift of the Holy Ghost actually right. speaking to? I, and it, the prophet of the church. So I feel like because well, we're not just talking about, you know, here are these really interesting documents. Loads of women are working in church history. But, you know, you're seeing images around that desk and it's, all of these people with priesthood but i th i think jane i think one of the things we can't separate murder among the mormons from and mark hoffman and his forgeries from one of the things that i think makes it very uncomfortable for the church and very uncomfortable for members to to not even want to have to think about it. they want to just close their mind to it it's oh it's tv it's probably all blown out of all proportion it's just wrong yeah we just forget about that is there's the backdrop to this church around the kinderhook plates the Abra book of abraham you know so there's backlogs zelf there's backlogs to all these things in the church isn't there kind of links where there's been questions that people have asked and have looked at and i think that's kind of in people's minds, perhaps. Well, the prophet didn't actually know that those were false at the time, did did he? Don't you think, so, as an active Mormon who, you know, if going to church every week, talking about baked into all of the stuff that we talk about as the idea, as you know, the the doctrine of the gift of the Holy Ghost, um, yeah. you know, all of these so much of our church is propped up on discernment, discernment. I, I, go, going alongside priesthood okay all those, yeah it, 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 all comes back to those things my, yeah my 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 real i guess confusion is if that is so important wouldn't we Okay, you, you you tune into any youth devotional, the same question keeps on coming up. How can I tell the difference if it's my thoughts or the Holy Ghost? And and you know, it's it's such a they, they talk all the time, it is such a common question. So if we were to deal with those types of questions as adults, where is the discernment? What does discernment look like? Can we be fooled? Can can actually somebody come up with this lie? If even prophets and apostles are getting that wrong, wouldn't right. those be fascinating conversations? I, I think that's the key bit, is as members of the church, we tend, you, you find that many true believing Orthodox Mormons tend to feel very spiritually safe and that gives them an emotional safety but they tend to feel very safe with the comfort that we have a prophet that leads the church mm. and that the prophet is open to revelation he receives the word of god he has a gift of discernment he's a seer he will know the things that we need to know in order for us to stay safe so to some extent we kind of 
we place our safety in the prophet's ability to discern the will of God and communicate that to us in this day and age. And we place a lot of our trust and our faith and our confidence in the belief that we have a prophet. We teach our primary children, follow the prophet. He, he won't lead you astray. Follow the prophet. You, you'll be safe that way. So when something comes along like the Mark Hoffman forgeries that the church, for all intents and purposes, were very happy to be engaged in discussions about, to buy, to look at. That threatens that very belief system, doesn't it? It threatens that the very core of everything that as a Latter-day Saint Mormon you hold fast and true to, that the prophet is that solid, you can depend on his ability to discern the will of God. but and the, and the apostles, they all fall in that same category. But if we can't rely upon them to tell a, be, be warned by God, hey, that's the forgery, that is what you mess them out with this for. Can we actually then trust them to warn us of other major things that we need to know about? And I think that's where people become very unsettled and don't like these things being on TV because you either have to think about it. You have to say and you might not like what you have to think about. Yeah. And you might not like what thinking comes up out of that. But if we did, we could have, we could sit in Sunday schools, in firesides, and members could be sitting in their homes as they're exposed to, you know, like I said, this was news as, as you know, this, this, these would have been thoughts over the years that have just been suppressed and now they've turned into sort of, you know, the, the documentary true crime sort of thing that people are tending to watch for information, sorry, for, for entertainment rather than, mm. than information. But, you know, to, to have those discussions around, okay, so, you know, do we need discernment? Is it relevant? Should we distance ourselves from, you know, completely yeah. that whole doctrine? Where What is the role of the Holy Ghost, if at all, plays in that? Can we have a prophet who actually doesn't, dis you know, or, or what would that imperfection actually look like? Um, you know, I love the idea of in those firesides that we just spoke about when, when youth are, and adults are asking these types of questions, how do I know the difference? <laughs> you know, to be able to talk about, well, yeah, even, even the prophets get it wrong. And actually that, to my mind, is one of the healthiest messages that we can give people. Yes, yes. I, I actually feel much more confident with the church giving me the message that maybe the prophet got it wrong. Maybe the prophet doesn't always know. And I and I think if we can say to our kids, well, one of the things that I've been saying in this safeguarding work over and over again is revelation, discernment, fallible. Mm. They yes. are not infallible processes that we can rely upon. So what is the what is the threat? And I think this is what it comes down to, Jane. What is the threat that members of the church feel when they when they fear that the ability of the prophet around discernment is being questioned? Because actually he's a human being. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to get it wrong. Joseph yeah. Smith got it many a time. So I don't know why we Yes. Why we and hold you, prophets to a different level of accountability? I, I mean, I totally agree. But also, we have to leave room for the fact, and I think what's behind it is the fact that when Joseph Smith 
got it wrong and when he made decisions that were terrible and mm -hmm. when you know over the years when church leaders have made decisions that that are not okay people leave the church and if we were to have that conversation you know could we have a prophet that has no gift of discernment that it might be well you know that is going to be a deal breaker I don't want this and that's okay but what you have got then is you've got an actual thinking discussion where you are informed about your own religion and you can make those choices and you're not shamed for I don't have to stop that yeah. thought does yeah. that make sense? And, and, and I, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, along with that, it's absolutely okay for us to have the discussion and be much more open and confident in having the discussion about the prophet is not infallible. Mm. Because we know we believe the prophet. And I'm not suggesting anybody who teaches the prophet is infallible. We don't. But the problem is people go with complete and utter trust. And, and I think sometimes we need to be able to say that as members of the church, there is no fundamental conflict between us having a spirit of curiosity and adventure and wondering mm. about church, the prophet, discernment, all of those things. There's no fundamental discrepancy between us being able to be curious wandering having a spirit of adventure as we go on our spiritual journey through the church to us being able to say yeah i'm an active member of the church and mm. i'm engaged that the, there shouldn't be you shouldn't have to be one or the other you should be able to accept that we've got a prophet who is him and his apostles are not going to get it right they're going to do some plain stupid things some of the time Okay, we have the um, honour and the privilege of having Queen Maven come and join us to share some thoughts. Um, hey, Queen Maven, what you thinking? Uh, are you guys able to hear me okay? This we is can my normal setup. hear okay. you great. And thank you for Perfect. coming to join us. We've, you know, we've been so excited at some point to ask you to come on the show. And I love that this just happened. So I'm, oh, good. I'm super <laughs> happy about this. Yeah, what are you thinking? Um, well, this is kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about with members watching. Um, and I just remember for myself, as, at my most fully believing, I absolutely hated any any videos that weren't come, were put out basically by the church. Um, no matter how positive they were overall, just whatever was inaccurate or that I didn't like or that portrayed us in a bad light that would always be enough to ruin the whole thing for me and for me to see it as an anti-mormon bit no yes. matter how neutral it may have been because there was no such thing as neutral to me and i also noticed um i can't when you were talking about just completely missing things from the bbc documentary and just having it go right over your head i feel like i did the same thing so often and so I was so I was just thinking about that because I was really relating to that bit when you were, were going on about it um, mm. and I realized something else that I did was any any time there was something negative about uh, other members of the church or something that happened was this and this is a, a part of the the bite model for kind of culty behavior. And so regardless of whether or not someone wants to call the church that the behavior I was engaging in definitely did fall in line with that at the time. And that would be to blame the people 
for what happened to them. So if we take the documentary, um, the abducted in plain sight one, with uh, that's yeah. the family that had the you know what the whole family was being groomed by this man. Mm. I I instantly even watching that as a non-believer on this side of things now, I still my mind still latched onto that part as soon as I heard it. Like oh, that's that's his fault. That's, that's, you know, that was, you know, not just like uh, sexual behavior outside of his marriage, which was adultery, but homosexual behavior, you know? So like, you know, um, if, if I am a good Mormon and I am a good Mormon mom, I'm not a, a mother, but if I was, and I was watching this, I would absolutely think, well, yeah, I, uh, of course he didn't have discernment. Of course he didn't realize because he let these things happen to him. He participated in these things. And so just, yeah. So the reason why I guess the way my mind would have worked then was uh, because he sinned. This is why this horrible thing happened with his daughter. And I would feel safe in that thinking that as a believer, yeah. that as long as I don't engage in adulterous and or homosexual behavior like this guy did, then there's no way that what happened to this family could ever happen to mine. And that's just not true because that's not the reason why that happened to the family. There were other structures in place. Oh, sorry, Alexis, stop. <laughs> I have I have ice packs on that I'm uh, rotating on and off and I totally thought to, to try to remember that before I came on and I didn't. But anyway, that's, that's all that I was going with that was that I think the value in having believers watch these shows with an open mind would be to look for these these kinds of structures, the real things mm -hmm. yeah. that put them and their families at risk. And I think if they pay attention with that frame of mind, they really could get a lot from these. And if some kind of a similar situation ever happens to them, they'll know right away that something is wrong. And they'll be able to do something about it before it turns into a situation like it happened mm. in that documentary yeah. or the Valos or, you know, any any of these things. This isn't just related to one specific instance. That's my two cents. Absolutely. Maven, if you want to chime back in with anything at all, just just jump back into the stream. We would, you know, we're, we're loving this. So thank you so much. Uh, I love your comments. Love, love what so you said then. I just oh, don't know how if I can be in like a guest tray and not on screen or do I just leave it completely? Um, sure. What you can do is if you jump back out, we can see as soon as you're in the green room. So yeah, okay. you're you're, you're all good to, to close it down. But uh, yeah, just jump back in when, when you have more to say. So uh, thank you. Please thank you so much. Okay. Um, Sarah, you, think, you had some thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the things I really liked about what Maven said there was that really valid bit for members of the church about thinking but if i'm living righteously me and my family are going to be okay yes and that is that comes out i think really strongly in all of these documentaries is well those people are only doing that because they weren't living righteously they weren't following the spirit and they weren't living mm. righteously and i loved how i even pulled that together because we see it in abducted in plain sight we see it in big love we see it in what are some of the other ones we see? It and they're going to come to me as we keep talking. Murder, murder among the Mormons, Keep Sweet and Obey. You know, we're seeing it in all of these, aren't we? There's a couple of others that I'd looked at that I was going to mention. But we, in all of these, we're seeing that same message of, well, those people got in trouble and got it wrong because they weren't following the prophet. They weren't following God. They weren't mm. following the spirit. So if I, I if it's got, okay. And, and it's almost a bit. It's almost like... I'm safe if I follow the spirit. Yeah. If it's okay, I'm going to stick a, a pin in this for, for a second uh, just to just to share a quick message. And 
in the chat a lot of vulnerability is being shown and i just wanted to honor that and thank you for sharing your stories and where you're at um it's hugely important and please know that how you're feeling is 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 valid now after sunstone what alana and i did as part of our healing has been uh, to reach out to if you're in the uk um there is a fantastic therapist who is uh, we're going to be speaking with him just shortly on the show he is a wonderful wonderful human and has said you know if anybody wants to reach out for support um particularly as he has a, a background in in Mormonism mm -hmm. um that he's he's here so we're gonna put the link to his uh social media pages and how you can get some support from his name is David Shepherd and he's a very safe pair of hands so do reach out if you need support obviously we're here um but he's one of the professionals and we just wanted to honor him and thank him for his work and honor all of your journeys as you you put the work into to process and all of this stuff because it's hard we also wanted to share just you know put out a trigger warning that some of the stuff that we are that we are potentially going to be talking about over the next very very short while because we we've already been on here for <clears throat> for a little while we do want to hear from you if you have any thoughts about um the impact of these documentaries on your community and what you've seen or or impact on you we would love to hear your thoughts if you want to join uh if you want to join in we can bring you on the screen you can keep your camera off or share it in the chat but we do have a link um in the chat if you want to pop in and join us call in style um what i what i also wanted to just quickly say if this is in any way meaningful to you. If you, if there's someone that you need to share this with, please consider doing it. And um, please consider subscribing to our content so that we can continue to have these really important conversations. Okay, we're going to the the next vitally important show as as I as I sit in the this space of documentaries where. I find them fascinating. I find them really interesting. I've got a lot more comfortable with, with listening to them. I've got more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, there are these themes that keep coming up about trusting in leadership, trusting in power. Um, so, you know, leadership, whether that's, if someone holds, holds the priesthood, what kind of power do they exercise in my life? But also, this is super, super fascinating. In fact, do you know what? Before we go there, I'm actually going to shout out to the, the current one, Mormon No More, that's out there on uh, Disney Plus right now. It's vulnerable. It's honest. It's beautiful. It's a fantastic... Um, a fantastic story of a LGBT couple, uh, a lesbian couple who, who meet in the church and fall in love. Um, the story shows beautifully the pain that is caused when people go through faith transition um any of you all had the chance to have a look at that yet yep i watched it what's your thoughts girl it, it was i found it quite heartbreaking i think again you know obviously this not to make it about me or my situation with my family but just because it's so raw for me like because of not that exact thing that happened but just the lgbtq stuff you know, um, it was just sad to watch the family dynamic and how that mm. was up 
you know, that one of the couple, one of the women, you know, ex-husband didn't really have anything to do with her. And, you know, and you can understand that, that, you know, it's a painful thing to, to go through and things. But I just, I just felt that, that hit me really hard, you know, like just, I, I can't, I'm struggling to find the words of what I'm trying to say. I know what I'm trying to say, but it's just not coming out. I just, I think... Again, it just reiterates to me that the church is just not a safe place. I think that's that's mm. what I'm trying to say that, you know, for these people who again, you know, devoted time, effort, you know, their life to the church, to then have to be in a position to feel like they can't belong there anymore because of who they are. Yes. Um, you know, and I think for me it just always comes back to that that it's just not a safe space for the marginalised communities, I think. Uh, which reminds me, I haven't mentioned Imagine Dragons. Stuff. What? So is it Believer, yeah, that documentary? Did you all... I have not seen that yet. I think I, I feel like I did watch it. No, you I didn't. Know what my memory's like. Yeah, I just, I tell Alana where there's a hole there's in our memory. There's so many just now, though, that it's kind of remembered. <laughs> yeah. Because even, even think... the one you said earlier, I didn't remember, like, as you started talking about it, like the one where there was a fire, right? The, gr the grooming one, yeah. Those documents and things like that, where it oh. all started coming back yeah. to me. Merge among the moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, like, yeah. believer was very powerful. Uh, and actually, that song, believer. I have to yeah. say, the song "Believer" is one of my favourite songs. I love that oh, song. Yes. And there are yeah. days when only that song sums up how I feel and how I think about the world. There are days when that song is the only thing, best thing that sums it up. But yeah, that's going to be our, when we have our catch up, our long awaited actual catch up. I think that should be our karaoke song. Just I think it should be believing that, yeah. that in as a request. Yeah, and I'll, so Alana is a singer. If I, if I post She's on. Believer, right? If I mm. ever post Believer and the link to Believer on my Facebook page, you know there's something going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pushed about a massive yeah. me. And what, yeah. what that did in the community to show just how much of an impact these issues are having on our active and post Mormon, the whole spectrum of Mormonism is affected massively. And when you just think, when you just look at when you saw the um, was it Love Loud? Yes, the, the Imagine Dragons played that and. I think Neon Trees played it as well, didn't they? They they played a Love Loud in Salt Lake a few years ago, and that was just really powerful when they were just there supporting the LGBT community and just saying, hey, do you know what? We feel your pain. We yeah. sit with you in that pain, and we're doing what we can to Beautiful. bring attention to the fact that love should be love. And that, um, I think uh, Doug's comment's interesting, and I think that it's... Please quite you common, know, he's saying like I think my Mormon community is almost oblivious to these things, I haven't heard any of them even mentioned, much less discussed and I think that is it for the most part, you know, I think they are very select few within each ward or area that's possibly heard of them um, Do, you, do you, know, you think there's still an element do you think there's an element amongst the active Mormon community that it's almost sinful to watch any of these things because they're kind of anti-church aren't they and oh yeah yeah the church you know and that there's a sense that people probably feel a bit of guilt about or oh, i really shouldn't watch that because that's not uplifting and it's not it's not going to bring the spirit into my life and mm. this is going to be 
particular church and therefore there's that same sense that the loyalty to the church and the defensiveness of the church that members feel so strongly they have to uphold can actually prevent people from feeling free to watch a lot of these documentaries. Sarah, which, which keep is... that word defensiveness for a little second. I want you to hold on to yeah, that okay. word because yeah. I'm going to ask you a little bit more. But Alana, did you, did you have something else that you were going to say? No. Yeah, that's okay. I just wanted to check because... Again, uh, so we're going to come back to the other two really, really big ones. And then we're very excited to talk about something you all have never seen. This is the 21st Century Saints announcement that we've been waiting to make for over a year. So, so stay tuned, people. It's all happening tonight. But I love in the comments, oh my goodness, this is absolute. See, it's all coming together. Let's talk for a little bit about the documentary, The Fifth Estate, that oh, lots of people are yes. watching. So thank you in the, the comments for pointing that out. Yeah, uh, Sarah, uh, you said the word defensive, and uh, that just brought me straight back to The Fifth to the Estate. Fifth. Wow. What are active members of the church making about that and then Alana and I'm going to ask you and because I, I know that how your memory link is going to go I'm going to specifically ask you in terms of um online discussions is that is that helping <laughs> I'll oh, message it's okay I'll message right Sarah you go first Okay, Fifth Estate. I haven't watched the documentary yet. I've kind of read accounts of it in various articles online that I found online. And it's yet another example of the concerns that so many people have about the wealth of the church and how the wealth of the church is managed. And this concern about money being sent from Canada to BYU University. And what are they doing? They're not paying tax to the Canadian government. They're not spending it on people in need in Canada they're funneling it to basically wealthy white kids in Utah or in America that are going to go to BYU and that's kind of the feeling that it's bringing up for people mm. with the fact that yet again we're seeing the church exploiting a loophole in order for them to get what they want and I ended up with a little bit of a Facebook war thing going Ooh, on with somebody the other tell. day no, well, hold somebody... on. right who is the not who is the someone give me the background is this a, a an active mormon i suspect strongly active mormon oh, from what he was okay. saying i suspect awesome. i don't know i don't know who the man was but the, but there was Tell some the article there was the article on about the the fifth estate and he was kind of saying that basically the church weren't doing anything wrong because it was perfectly legal within the tax laws that they could do this and so i kind of went back and i said well it might be legal but is it moral and actually, it seems to be morally bankrupt for the church to not be honest with its members about what they're doing and not be honest with the Canadian authorities about it and exploiting a loophole that is there mm -hmm. and exploiting it. And actually, this and I did say that this is typical of the church, that they will exploit a loophole in law that they find to their advantage and think, well, we're obeying the law. It's, it's legal. We can do it. Mm. But if there's a law they don't like then they will shout religious persecution and religious freedom should be brought into play, such as gay marriages law, but they don't like it. So they talk about religious freedom whenever they want to uphold their right not to exercise gay marriage and not to afford gay marriage rights to people. But when it comes to money, 
they look at tax laws and they look at accountancy witchery stuff and they work out what they can do with all of that in order to get what they want to achieve so it's not a case of i mean i kind of think i think i sort of said in then that maybe the church should go back and learn the primary song about i believe in being honest in all that i do because there's a sense that the church choose to stick to this narrow interpretation of the law which we see around their use of money and what they do with money we see them skating on the thinnest ice possible, but saying, well, it's legal. Mm. And we see it when it comes to safeguarding in the UK. Well, it's legal. Well, it's actually not, but you, you can hold on to that. But so, when it comes Sarah, to I'm other laws, just bring, they don't. I'm going to bring, uh, before we come to Alana for comment, I'm going to bring Maven on in a second, who is being super fantastic and sharing. Thank you so much for, for honouring us with uh, with you, because we love you. Um, but quickly, I'm going to share this just to let you both chew on this while, uh, while we bring on Maven. Um I got to sit in on the, the, there are a series of Euro seminars that are held um, roughly once a month and they're fantastic there for the, the, I think it's the church sort of somewhere in the education system program, but they're designed for for young single adults and there was a a comment from a member. Okay, genuinely this happened. (laughs) The person was asking... um, would in in the context of the the church and the economy right now um <laughs> if a, if something happened in any world economy like what happened in ukraine would the church consider forming a parallel government to help that organization now, i am i am listening in Horror with bated breath thinking, what? What? what is happening? <laughs> what? what? And let's face it, it is a very, very, um, a very, very TBM, like a really extreme, you know, That's view. Desna. That's bordering on Desna. Well, so, and it can't, can't wait till I tell you all what, and I, Maven, I'm so excited that you're here to be able to hear this, because this genuinely happened. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you who he was. Right, someone in the chat, if you're in the UK, I will look this up and try, <laughs> try and remind you. But the general authority said, he basically said no, and he was like, oh, that's not really going to happen. Um, that's not really how things work. But... He said that what the church is looking to happen is for each area to be self-sufficient, which sounds great, except he then went on to say, so if there were to be a a natural disaster, an earthquake in your area, you shouldn't be looking to Salt Lake City to come and help. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Why are we donating to human? What's all the money for then? Then they shouldn't be taking the money out of the country from where it's donated then. Right. Okay, anyway, enjoy that. I will get you the name of the work? guy who said it. wild. I know, and I'm so sorry that I can't tell you other than the fact that I was there to hear it in person. It's, that's but my how only source. does it work? How, how does, does it plumbing work? They take money out of Africa. They take money out of the Philippines. They take money out of all these countries in the world. They take money. And okay, it becomes- Elder Cosi. Right. That was a quote from Elder Cosi. 
Anyway, Maven, oh, oh, will, oh, you, just will you share your thoughts? Sure. And no, I was just coming to jump off of what Sarah was saying about the, the the legal defense. And that was just that that was literally what the church has been maintaining throughout this whole uh, brouhaha over the AP articles with the sexual yeah. abuse cases. Yeah. And that's their line they go to over and over and over again. We didn't do anything illegal. We didn't do anything illegal. Everything we did was legal, legal, legal. But, you know, as to what Sarah said, but is it moral? Was mm. it good? Maybe it wasn't illegal, but you, you, you sentenced a girl who had already experienced five years of horrific sexual abuse to another seven more yeah. and another child was born into that and so yeah. uh, and also experienced it so that's the result of your you know legal morality which i i guess i would have to put morality around quotes but i just wanted to i guess piggyback yeah. on that that is where the church does want to go whenever they've yeah. done something i think that they know is morally wrong or at least morally dubious is to kind of go to the law and just be like well it's, it's not illegal what we did so we but can't say anything, but yes, we can. <laughs> it, it's morally bankrupt, isn't it? Yes. And yes. I think the problem with us having to, you know, when the church takes that line, us focusing on the bare minimum that we can get away with, one of the reasons we need to talk about this in communities within Mormonism is you know if this is if this is where you stand if this is the church that you're investing your life in being in then we need to be talking about a gold standard of mormonism thank you so much maven again jump in when when you have something more to comment um you know if, if we're talking about what would be the very best you know if the church is the truest if the church is the best if the church has got all of this to offer since when are we ever talking about what is the bare minimum that we can get away with when it's actually counterproductive to every do more, be more, come on, we've got this, uh, you know, let's make sure we're 100% type lessons, you know, and that's the kind of dissonance that I'm curious about. Alana, yeah, did you have any thoughts? Sorry, I've just, I'm aware that you've not been able to comment. Did you, right. did you have a, a look? I have comments and putting them up on the screen, so... And she's doing a grand job in her jammies. So church finances, any thoughts on? Well, it's hard for me because I don't know enough about it. Um, obviously, you know, I, you and I, we, this is how crazy our lives are. Jane and I have been talking about church finances, like, because I'm like, I, they take all your money and they do this and they do that. And Jane was like, but it's so fascinating. I've got stuff I'll show you, but we'll still not get around to actually looking into it. D. Michael Quinn, yeah, we we need to we need to take Alana through D. D. Michael Quinn one hundred and one. But uh, so with... I find it interesting because you know it's yeah. like that. I just I followed what I thought was right by giving my money to a church. Obviously, there came a point where I stopped because being a independent parent and you know being on benefits due to ill health, not being able to work, I didn't feel the need to give them my money because I didn't have it mm. really to give them, and I. I guess I got to the point in my life where I didn't really believe that just pay your tithing and everything will work out, you know. Um, but I just think, you know, when I was horrified when I heard, you know, from Peter and different people and, you know, that all this money's sitting there, like, mm -hmm. why are they not using it? And so I guess that just validated, like, well, no, I'm not going to give you my money if you're going to just do nothing with it. Well, let me ask you a more specific question. So as mm -hmm. the... Is this documentary, is this uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Association, I believe it is, 
it, so what the the Canadian version of the BBC super reputable yeah. right um as a Canadian broadcasting corporation just posting anti-mormon stuff is, is this just an anti-mormon expose documentary thing no uh, well I it's interesting because I always grew up with knowing this word anti-Mormon stuff, anti-Mormon stuff. You don't look at anti-Mormon stuff. And then I met Jane. <laughs> She's like, I don't believe in, there is no such thing as anti-Mormon stuff. And as I've got round to it, I've realised, well, no, it's not anti-Mormon because a lot of it is the truth, with exception possibly of a few things that are maybe what seems a bit exaggerated or, you know, but a lot of these documentaries are telling the story. I'm not saying they're 100% factual necessarily you know because with anything when it's based on a true story there's dramatization there's you know different things come into it so i i don't think personally i would see it as an anti-mormon but i guess with, when you're when you're a tbm in the mormon church i think you would class it as anti-mormon stuff well we were in uh sarah i believe you're actually I, I don't know if you maybe had missed this one i'll i'll have to send you some screenshots but you know we we're in we're in a group where um i'm a mormon and you know, an active Mormon man is is sort of saying, well, you know, why should it matter? What? Why is it a big deal? This is this is money. I trust the church. Um, why why would transparency matter? And I think this is where most active Mormons land. They trust the church. They trust where their money's going. They don't really need to know. They're committed it to God. So the work's been done. Why does it matter? What? But, but this is the you. thing, though. People people can't say a hundred percent within the church that they know where their money's going. They only have the church's word on that. Do you need to know? Yeah. Well, if if they're taking my money and just having it sitting there, what what are you doing with it? You give your money. Uh, yeah, I guess we taught to build yeah. the kingdom of God, and it, obviously, as I was younger, I was taught it was used for books. You know, the church books and all these things. But you can't tell me that all of that money is getting used on that. Then you see them popping up the blooming mall in Utah. Like, what the flipping heck? You know, all these different things. You, you're you're happy to do all these things, but where are you when people are really truly in need? So what are you doing then? Yeah. The, but this is the the point of why it's important for Mormons, uh, for Mormon communities, to have these conversations because we can teach the principle of tithing all we like but you know do we ever just get into ourselves as well is it important is transparency important should we know is, is it okay I, is it is it sinful to not I, well i I, th I think this is where it gets difficult isn't it because i think mm. what the church will tell you what, and what many many members say to me and what the church has said many times is we should just trust our leaders we pay our tithing it's up to them we trust them to make the best decisions because they're inspired and directed by god but we've had a discussion about this inspiration and discernment earlier haven't we so we know that's fallible and we know it's problematic but most people feel that in not trusting the church in not just saying yes here's my money i trust you to do what is best with my money there's a sense that they're being a little bit disobedient and a little bit sinful mm. and a little bit not yes yes unworthiness doesn't it in somebody's mind and and actually a label of unworthy is put upon you as soon as you are very clear that you will not pay tithing and these are the reasons you won't pay tithing then that label of unworthiness is formally kind of stuck upon you almost isn't it but I think, I think to extend I that think, idea though Sarah if you if we're talking about that 
unworthy unworthiness if then an expose comes out or a documentary suggesting that maybe we should be uncomfortable or concerns or that questions have to be raised then what it's actually doing is that the suggestion is is the church behaving in an unworthy way and that makes members really really frightened so you know like the you know the comments i'm referring to you know are are in in a group where you know sort of someone was well I've, i've been in audit committees i've worked I've, I've worked in, in this area for, you know, all of these years. I can assure you that our leadership aren't skimming off the top um, like other charities do, um, other churches do. I mean, I don't know where the hell they're getting that from. But, you know, um, members right. are coming back pointing out that it's not wrong to want to know where okay. your money goes. Do I I'm just asking myself a question about do I go here? I'm just thinking to myself, do I go here? Do I say what is on my mind, what I'm thinking of saying? But what the heck? Welcome to the world of 21st century saints. We have a passing thought and we think, should we? And normally we do. Okay, go Sarah, jump, we'll catch you. What the heck? You're my friend. You love me. You'll love me when my head's blown. We all love you. I, I, I spent some time with oh, a faith community a while ago, and this faith community were having a day's conference that they kindly invited me to join them in. They said, come and join us for our day's conference. They said, we're going to have a couple of sessions where we're conducting business. There's going to be sort of praise and worship and spiritual stuff. And then we're going to have a bit of a boring business meeting. And then we're going to have a meeting that's going to be really boring because it'll be all about finance. But it won't last that long and it'll be okay you know basically mm. just, just sit through that and the rest of the day would be great and I went and I was amazed absolutely amazed that this church had fully published documents of every penny of income they'd received what the money had been spent on and how the money had been used and everybody had a copy of it and everybody was invited to ask the financial whoever he was, whatever his title, I can't remember, but everybody was invited to ask the financial person questions about this financial document. This is the money. This is what we've had from offerings and revenue from this. This is what we've done with it. This is what we've put some money aside to do. This is what we need to do. This is how much we need for that. And every single person, me, not even a member, had a copy of this. And sat there and was able to go through it. And people were asking questions. People were saying, "Well, what was that yet for? Well, why did you? Why did was that decision made? How was it decided to spend that? How did that come about?" Yeah. And, and I sat there thinking that the level of transparency was fantastic, and that I loved the level of transparency. But even more than that, what I found that I loved was the honest relationship between the church with its members and it wasn't a faith community saying to its members you are to trust us because we know best it was a church saying to their members this is what you've trusted us to do with your money this is what we've done with it what's your feedback on that Mm. And something about honesty and trust came out very strongly to me in in that discussion that I I was able to join in with. 
You know, I'm thinking just about the simplicity of, you know, like as Alana's talking to her daughter, you know, just off screen here, um, that, you know, where just something as simple as, uh, you know, Alana's child is involved with with mum and baking a cake to to give to someone. And that's going to be that child's contribution to doing something really kind. And mum decides what happens you know you go to school and your job is done and you miss that missing part of being able to see the reaction the impact of your gift that instead you know that that mum's going to take daisy to go and deliver it to grandma or to a neighbor or whoever because the gift was actually you know the, the gift was never about the cake it was about you know that person wanted to do you know wanted to connect with you as a human being through love that we you know what what a beautiful thing to ask how you know and, and could we spend our money in, in that way where we're really choosing as a community how to... Hmm. Can you imagine for one second if if the apostles just stopped for a moment and instead of coming over to England when they came when we had the Halloween trio of apostles come, if I shouldn't call it that, should I? Okay. But anyway, when they came, when they came over to, to do what they did about the second anointing and all sorts of things that are not meant to mention but when they came and did that can you imagine if they hadn't come to talk at people if they had come to say we want to engage you young adults who we want to sit in a chapel with and talk to us we want to engage you in a discussion about what you think we should be doing with our finances as a church what is important to you what matters to you and what would you like us to see as a church, us funding and us looking at and us thinking about how we can do that? Can you imagine yeah. all of a sudden the relevance that the church would have in the lives of those young people that were able to be part of a discussion, as I was when I took part in this day's conference with this faith community that invited me along for the day, as I was able to be part of what people felt they should be doing with their money and how people felt it should be prioritised and spent, can you imagine the relevance that the church would then start to have in the lives of people if they felt they'd had a say in where their tithings go? Yes, pay tithing, there's some valuable principles in generosity. I'm not, I mean, the law of tithing, as we taught it today, is not what it was taught in the early church anyway. Mm. But there's value in generosity. Yes. And there's huge value in generosity. But can you imagine how much more meaningful that generosity would be to young people if they were able to say, we want you to get a clean water supply in this African village. We want you to help build a day centre for disabled adults in our community. We want you to do this. Can you just see the power of Christ and the ability for people to live generosity through a lens of Christ that would be so much more meaningful than handing over 10% of your income to an organisation that put it in the bank or build a shopping mall. <laughs> and, you know, you know, I think, so I, I'm going to wrap up this this part of the show because... I'm actually really excited about the idea that here's three little Mormons who can have a what I think is a super healthy discussion about something that, you know, 
let's face it, it's not something active members of the church feel comfortable watching. We're specifically told to avoid watching this. If there's anything that makes us feel this feeling of dissonance, it's of Satan, we can have really healthy discussions about what that could possibly look like. Can you imagine a church where they notice that 90% of church membership feel like LGBTQ support needs more funding and how that would shift what we do as a church or whatever it, whatever it could look like. You know, it would show you the heart of the members, um, you know, certainly. And, um, it would. But and responsibility and taking responsibility it is so much more important to learn value about generosity and money if you take responsibility for what's done with that money yes instead yes of handing exactly else instead of handing that responsibility over we God don't delegate the, our accountability to anything and and the we, you know well, god's what, plan what, you know we don't we don't yeah. we don't trust people to use their god-given abilities yeah. to make decisions we trust Absolutely. them to use their god-given obedience so here's what fortunately I, I feel quite smug here because i had a funny feeling we would have a lot to talk about tonight um we have planned that this wednesday night we were going to probably have to talk about some more netflix type you know online streaming documentary stuff so the bulk of what we're going to talk about next time is going to be Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, which was hugely impactful Huge. for us all. And also the, you know, the one everyone was talking about under the banner of heaven. Those things are super impactful and really important because we want to talk about fundamentalism. We want to talk about extremism and how those things play out in a uniquely Mormon way. Um but the so what what we want to talk about before we finish tonight, and I'm sorry we didn't get through everything, but you know I really appreciate the discussions that we've been having. I want to show you all about this little show that is going to be aired tomorrow. Now we have not seen this, but we've seen a little trailer, and I feel really quite gutted because this at the moment is only available to watch in the United Kingdom tomorrow at 7.30. And after it, it will be available to stream, I think, only within the United Kingdom. Now, if you're at 8 o'clock, Virginia. 8 o'clock. So yeah, I, I don't even remember that I said a time. Anyway, I'm going to show, yeah, uh, show you guys this. But what I suggest you do, if you have any um, interest in seeing what... Um, Oh no, let me let me just see if I can share this. If you have any interest in seeing if you want to watch this, um maybe ask someone about a VPN. I don't know. I don't know if that will help. But this is this is what's going to be on TV um on Halloween, 8 p.m. on BBC Scotland, and simultaneously it's going to be on BBC iPlayer. And we've known about this show uh for a little while um and the reason we know who's that guy oh, right there oh he looks a little bit as a good face for halloween <laughs> we are really excited about this because last sunstone um can you guys still hear okay is the yeah, audio yeah. still working okay okay uh yeah so last sunstone there 
in the UK, there was a film crew there. And it's because they were doing some video on this family right here. So I haven't seen it. Um, I wasn't, no, Sarah and I both, we, we had, well, the filming was happening. But this family, now if I can just see underneath the writing, uh, they're based in Dundee. They're called the Han family. And they have, now what is that? 13 children? Thirteen. Wow, you guys are amazing. Thirteen kids. So they're in Lossiemouth, and there's another family. But what's what's super interesting is, um, they're this this family, the Han family. They are grappling with leaving the Mormon Church. Now, the reason why I am so fascinated about this is because. I am so excited about the idea that we're going to see a documentary about leaving the church. And it's, oh, I'm just, I, I, maybe this is me and Cloud Cuckoo Land here. Maybe this is just too much to expect. But I would love to be able to watch this and then report back on Wednesday and, you know, show clips of, look at these people who are leaving the church and it's super healthy and look how look how this this healthy uh you know transition away from mormonism goes um i i'm really really hopeful that that's that that's what we're going to see um now I, I don't think i've ever actually seen anything where we have seen what a good faith transition can or sorry what a healthy faith transition can look like um certainly the the mormon no more one was showed huge amounts of pain um so while I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm just being super naive. Is, is it too much to expect that we're going to see a lot of healthiness here? Is that, oh my goodness, I am, Anna, I'm being super naive. I love, you're a positive woman and I love it. Probably. <laughs> I'm going to call it, I hen you. Okay. Yeah. okay. I just got you. Well, oh, I yeah. can't wait uh, on Friday, on Wednesday, when I get when I get proven right that we're going to see lots of good things. Um, and you know what? There's there's thirteen kids in this. At least at least I'm sure we're going to see some cute fun stuff. So there will be that. But I mean, genuinely, it's it's on on prime time. Um, it's about fantastic people. Well, it's about fantastic people. Right, right. So you know, like this... fantastic couple. So. Well, I, I mean, I don't know huge amounts of uh, Mormons. So I, I am so restricted to my own geography. I had to have Dundee pointed out on a map, like, you know, at Sunstone. That's how bad I am. I can roughly point to where I live on a map. I am not exaggerating. Um, and I don't know anybody who's sort of any further up past Glasgow or not pretty much people in people in my stake I know no Mormons <laughs> in my country who are not like who don't live next door um I only know Alana because she stays three streets away or we would never have met um but yeah so you know but what really what I, th I think is fascinating is we're talking about Mormonism it's at primetime tv and all of these people these are all our faith community so I, i'm really excited to see what that could potentially look at because actually that you know i do i think i do know a couple of um 
you know, a couple of young friends who live up in Dundee too. Um, and they're all really nice. And I visited uh, Dundee Bingham Ward once and they were all completely charming. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that we're going to, that we're going to have a really positive experience and maybe talk about the pain and see modeled how we can, how we can do it in healthy ways. That that is my hope. I'm hoping that we can see Mormon TV and not all feel like the church is being attacked or threatened. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I do I do acknowledge I'm just very very naive. Um. So anyway, that so that is happening. They filmed. Um, at Sunstone last year, and Sarah, you you couldn't be on camera at that point. Like, so anytime the cameras yeah, were that, around, it, oh, I was talking the BBC cameraman, wasn't I? I was like, don't get me in this shot. And he's like, can you just move over there? Could you just go out the way? Oh, I'm like, yeah, the I'm cameraman, right. everyone loved him. Hey, cameraman, he was, and the event was, you're there, yeah, you're a delight. Him. And the, the, I mean, the only reason I was funny about being on camera is because I was still working at the time right. and they were just, I didn't wish to broadcast my whereabouts. Well, I was being too much of a social butterfly, so I know that I don't make an appearance in this. But Alana, I think there's like a little <laughs> glimpse of you on camera. No. no, I've been told. No, I'm not kidding. Like no, I've been yeah, told. Definitely yeah. you're the girl, Alana, definitely. Didn't we all fall in love with the cameraman? Or was that just I... me? No, everyone loved the cameraman. So, yeah, if you are watching, we we love you. Um, yeah, we do love you. But um, yeah, no. So, Alana, you you are you participate in a class that was being led by the couple in the documentary, which you had really enjoyed, right? Yeah. So some of that some of that is filmed, and I, I wasn't in in that class. I was getting my Mormon scholarship on somewhere. So, like, I totally missed that. So I'm excited to see. But what you're all going to get, the, the joy, <coughs> excuse me, of being able to see. Do you two want to talk about Peter Bleakley last year <coughs> and what he looked like? Oh, he, it was, he, he had this, he wore his apostasy cap, didn't he? The one that he made, especially for his church court. With the nice big pointed bishop's type hat with A on the top of it for apostasy. And then didn't he have his cape? Did he have his cape on? I can't remember. He had his sword. He had his sword. He oh, was fully sword. dressed up in and I'm sure he had the cape on and the sword. Yeah, there, there was there was there was garb. He was he was he was, he he was, was wearing he was... garb and <laughs> he did. He had the hat. Um he had the hat. And so he's doing this really fascinating presentation. <laughs> But Peter, Peter's podcasts, Peter, so this is Peter Bleakley of Mormon Civil War, and his podcasts are all in audio form. So you don't get the real, wonderful, beautiful, flamboyant energy of Peter. And so he just unleashed his dramatic side, oh, his, <laughs> his the, the, the full thing. And Super. so as an audience, we were we were there for it. We we were, you know, we oh. were in stitches. Um but you so get to, so I'm just so excited to see, you know, that this is what um a, a sort of Mormon academic, you know, the whole Mormon spectrum is going to be totally outshone by this 
wonderful man who's giving a presentation to an audience <laughs> while he is waving a sword and holding, you know, wearing an apostasy hat. Oh, guys, we're oh, going to look like crazy people. And you know what? It's not going to be completely inaccurate. So that's what we've got coming yeah. up. That That's all over the next couple of days. And we're going to tell you how that show goes and 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 what what things we learn from it and um, because we are so small and insulated in the UK and Mormonism we all care about each other we're all a very close community um what are people saying about it what kind of impact is it going to have we're excited to speak about it some more and we're going to get into Mormon fundamentalism uh radical Mormons and what part does the Church of Jesus Christ play and those specific stories and so you know we're going to get some closing thoughts from you guys so sarah do you want to do you want to say what you're thinking yeah well i, I suppose one thing i'm just going to say just about keep sweet and obey mm. is that when i watched that it actually triggered a lot of things for me that did i found that very triggering when i watched it some time ago so it'd be interesting yeah. to debate it on on wednesday night a little bit oh, more definitely because i because i mean i think i'm sort of pretty well balanced and pretty well adjusted to my new nuanced foot here foot there person spiritually complicated lifestyle but I actually found keep sweet and obey triggering so it'd be interesting yeah. to look at what that was about and why yeah I think there's a lot to learn from all these documentaries that are out there very much about why the church are so defensive and don't want us watching them why church members are so loyal to the church and have to stick up for the church instead of being willing to open up with curiosity and question and challenge and think well what was truth in there what was dramatization what was mm. real and does this influence anything and we just see these themes coming out again and again about compliance persuasion exploitation uncomfortable yes. but we coming out um we see grooming coming out and you know we need to recognize that the church teaches people how to groom in it because it's how they get people to follow and obey yeah it's that uniquely mormon way things play out absolutely see coming out in here, don't we with the messages that this is how you get closer to god so it'll be really interesting i think to debate those and i think yeah. really particularly on the back of being able to look at Emma and her family's journey out of the church, having been incredibly staunch, strong members for an incredible lifetime, see them coming out of the church and looking at that in the backdrop of what we can learn about some of these things and messages that we've seen, some of these very fundamentalist Mormon documentaries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so, so much. Wednesday, but it will be very interesting to have the debate. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing some thoughts. We've got lots to talk about. Um, Alana, closing thoughts for tonight. Anything that you're thinking? I, it cracks me up. Very moment, I'm thinking my daughter <laughs> better get to sleep and stop banging on her wall, or I'm going to have to sort her out. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now. I um, love it. Yeah. Oh, I love I mean, the real life. Nah, I, I don't. I, I guess I don't have much to say on the matter, but I'm I'm really looking forward to to this episode tomorrow night. Um, can mm -hmm. days out Halloween, Halloweening, uh, trick or treating yes. even early, so that I can be in on time to watch it live. Um, yeah. and yeah, 
I think I think if I can squeeze it in, I might need to go back and watch. But it's still available, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bay, isn't it, or something like that? Um, just to redraw. I, I, I have watched it, but you know me, like so. I might need to. Yeah, we absolutely. And plus, you know, the the I think as you said earlier, when we start talking about the themes, often you know that's that's just enough to sort of bring back the memories. But, yeah. um, you know, because it, these really, really do impact our really do impact our communities um you know and similarly a simple documentary is coming out tomorrow and it's gonna make us all think about what mormonism looks like in our lives and what we're going to do with that so we're going to talk about this playing out in in real time so for those of you who are interested in watching and want to know more we are going to have links on the Facebook discussion group. So we will put it on our own 21st Century Saints page, I think. But if you want to join the Brett Vengers discussion group or Sunstone UK, you will see um, some links up there. Um, it's on the BBC. Um, so, you know, we know if you're in America and you have an interest in this show, it might be more tough for you to watch. But you know what, if you maybe mention in the chat uh, I'm sure we have tech experts who can see if there's a way around that. But certainly, we're gonna we're gonna have some clips and we're gonna talk about all the main things that we learn. Um, please join us for that. We're gonna see if we can arrange to have a watch party for those who are who are up for it and uh, want to join in the live chat. Um, okay, so again, thank you all so much for your time tonight. Um, we're going to ask if this has been valuable to you in any way, please do consider sharing it. Um, please do consider um, subscribing to our content because it makes a huge difference in us be able to, to do our work. We are super excited to be here same time on Wednesday um, and if you have any thoughts please do keep, jot them down we really really want to hear from you and if you're interested in joining us on the screen we would certainly love to have your contributions so yeah come join us as 21st Century Saints and tell us what you're thinking okay everyone have a great night and we bless your journey night everyone night everyone night